Ephesians 4, 25-32 Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that, me, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Jerry, welcome to the book of Ephesians. Thank you. As you were saying earlier, it is after Exodus That's and right. before Third John. Facts. Somewhere in there. <laughs> so we are continuing through Ephesians. Uh, we're wrapping up chapter four today. And, you know, there's some familiar phrases in today's passage. Um, you know, I, I find this verse 26 really interesting. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, um, I had the understanding that that meant, like, literally, if you're angry, apologize mm-hmm. and, like, make up mm-hmm. for wrongs before you go to bed, yeah. which I think is a good way to live. Yeah. But I do not think that is what Paul is even remotely thinking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really think what he's pretty clearly saying that he's commending righteous anger, like a hostile anger towards your own sin, mm-hmm. um, not towards any person, but towards your own sin. He's saying, be angry, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, you know, 24 7 waffle house kind of hatred of sin mm-hmm. and give no opportunity to the devil mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um you know there's there's that there's um just some great principles for living the christian life you know let yeah. no corrupting talk come out of your mouths um which is very um convicting because <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me tell you, this mouth that I'm using right now has spewed some corruptive garbage in its day. Um, but Jerry, what are your what are your thoughts on? And then we have, sorry, we have this famous "Do not grieve the Holy Spirit" yeah. passage uh, mm-hmm. or phrase, which I think is really striking. So, Jeremy, please make me stop talking and explain to me and the great listeners of ODR what's going on here. Well, I will say, I don't think any corrupting talk came out of your mouth just now. So Praise the Lord. Wow. I would say the Spirit of God is at work. Man, <laughs> hopefully not grieved. <laughs> I don't think he's grieved at all. There um, we go. Which is amazing. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing that you said at the beginning did kind of stand out to me. I mean, it's 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 kind of a great reminder of like the whole, I guess Ephesians 2 you know, says this, right? We were... God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. for good works, which God prepared beforehand for us that we should walk in them. And so like, we're, we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace mm-hmm. for good works. And like, he's kind of fleshing out what that looks like yeah. in a very daily kind of way. And I mean, to even your point of like the corrupting uh, speech, like there is, 
there's big things in the Christian life that are great that we should pursue. Like, Hey, let's start a church. Mm, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's rest. Let's start an organization to rescue persecuted Christians, which is like something that our church partners with <laughs> an organization yeah. to do. I think that that is, is amazing. And we should be a part of those things. Shout out Josh and Emily Youssef. HTP. Shout out persecuted. gang. Um, but this passage is just reminding me of like the the daily Christian life and how it and what it looks like and how important that is. And it's interesting that like it's connected with like grieving the Holy Spirit of God, which then he connects to this like, you know, huge thing, you know, the day of redemption. So he's talking about all these like nitty gritty, like daily life type things. And then he says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And so mm-hmm. basically like we should live in light of the day of redemption. Mm-hmm. We should live in light of, of the day of judgment too. You know, that, that God is, he, Jesus is returning and he will judge the living and the dead. And so we should live Absolutely. in light of eternity. But what does that look like? It does look like being kind mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to one another, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you, being tender hearted. Um, but then like, like you said, aggressively hating sin mm-hmm. <laughs> and like putting sin to death and, and then also like doing honest work. Like that's a very normal thing to do. That passage always stands out to me too, because, you know, the thief formerly was like living for himself which I think that's kind of like the essence of this whole passage is yeah. like there's this living for ourselves, which grieves the Holy Spirit. Um, but God has actually freed us from living for ourselves and instead to, to live in a way for others, mm-hmm. um, which is what Christ has done. You know, that's mm-hmm. how Christ, you know, forgave us. He, he went to the cross for us. He gave mm-hmm. his life for us. And so that's the essence of, I think, daily Christian living. Um, and so now the thief should work so he can share, which is like the opposite of stealing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think that is a, that's a big part of this is just, um, laying down your life for others is the essence of the Christian life. Totally. You know, I want to talk about anger for a second. Hmm. Cause I don't think we do a great job, like as a collective church, Christian culture, whatever hmm. of dealing with anger. Um, you know, there's. Anger is very complex. It's it's one of the strongest emotions, um, and by like by the strength of anger, magnificent magnificent things have been accomplished, mm-hmm. both terrible yeah. and great. Mm-hmm. So you know, like the civil rights movement and the like, William Wil- Wilberforce abolishing slavery in England, and you know, kind of these different historical high moments, or mm-hmm. you know, the prophet Elijah with the with the prophets of Baal, like there are these moments, um, or Winston Churchill where anger, stubbornness, kind of like this, like salty, gritty personality have achieved great things. Um, but I would say, you know, those are like moments of, of rare, you know, good that come through like this sense of righteous anger. Um, and almost always when there's like a productive side to like righteous anger, it's anger on behalf of somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's not like always, but mm-hmm. either it's, you know, anger on behalf of like a marginalized and uh, disadvantaged people. Like Wilberforce wasn't a slave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think because of that, 
we have kind of like made anger sexy again. Mm -hmm. And you know, like <laughs> it's what sells. And so the, the best way to be like a popular theologian is to be really angry at another like sect of the church or mm -hmm. maybe just like, you know, liberal culture or whatever. And so, um, you know, a lot of the like really notable books that are coming out are not like really fresh exegetical thoughts on like the gospel of Luke. Mm -hmm. It's like about woke culture and the gospel, you know, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's like flashbangs of just like, you know, and, and it's not like there's no wisdom. It's not like there's no instruction. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we gravitate towards anger. And I think mm -hmm. what that has really done is, um, we exaggerate the, the strength of, you know, the enemy mm -hmm. around us. Mm -hmm. And we exaggerate the sin in others and we miss the sin in our own hearts. Mm. And, uh, you know, we mm. divide the church. We stop learning from each other. And, you know, we kind of get into these ideological echo chambers. And um, there's not one side of the world or one side of the church that has this pitfall. It's like what we are given to as people. Mm. And I think we really should see how much the Bible warns us against anger, you know, so verse mm -hmm. 31 here, mm -hmm. let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you yeah. along with all malice. Mm -hmm. There are so many strong words against anger and we actually kind of tend to pardon it. Like mm -hmm. whenever there's a public figure, whether it's a politician or a preacher who's like really angry, even if we admit that it's unbecoming, we're like, well, you know, I don't love how they said that, but like they're right, like blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically like we are kind of circumventing what the Bible is actually saying yes. about clamor and mm -hmm. anger and bitterness um, to kind of justify. It's like the ends justifies the means. Yes, in I our, think that's the exact in our mind. And we just have to be warned of that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love Titus 3. Um it's one of my favorite gospel passages. It says, we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hated by others and hating one another, passing our days in malice and envy. Mm -hmm. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us mm -hmm. from that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I just think that we should take instruction that, uh, you know, we, as we walk with the Lord and grow into, you know, fellowship with the church and seek to not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, it's one of the cardinal things is not letting corrosive, corrupting talk and bitterness and mm -hmm. hostility come out of our hearts, but kindness mm -hmm. and grace mm -hmm. towards others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are those occasions for, for righteous anger. Um, but we should be really suspicious of ourselves and of leaders that we look up to when anger is kind of like this central thing. You know, we mm -hmm. should really test that yeah. spirit. So yeah, I think you're it's a little soapbox. Right. Yeah. So no, that's I apologize. I mean, that's a great that's a great soapbox because anger is also one of those things that like you said, it's a strong emotion and everyone feels it at different times. And so it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Because we're like should I be angry? Should I not be angry? Mm -hmm. Be like, and just as you were talking, I was just reminded of like anger is something we have because we're made in God's image. 
because God is angry. Like the father has wrath towards sin. Yeah. So there's, Absolutely. there's a real anger in God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but you know, God is triune, right? Mm-hmm. The father, son, the Holy spirit. And so how, how did he, what, what did his anger lead him to do? Yes. It led yes. him to send his son. Self-sacrifice. To sacrifice himself. Shoot, dude. Absolutely. He died. And so like, that's, I think that's the only way it makes sense to me to like, see like there's this anger that is present in the Bible. Whenever humans are just operating on a purely like normal human level, mm-hmm. things like Cain and Abel happen. Yeah. Like, you kill your brother. Totally. You do all of these things. But here he's saying, be kind to one another, be tenderhearted, and yeah. forgive it's like what what is the relationship between like yeah righteous anger and and forgiveness it's like it's Absolutely. it's it's what he did on the cross Absolutely. and so i i think that what you're saying is like so important and we should mm-hmm. we should reflect on that we should reflect on god and realize mm-hmm. oh yeah so this is like my anger should lead me actually to forgiveness yeah that's what and then jesus says those same kinds of things wow. you know like don't murder your brother with like by having anger in your heart right mm-hmm. forgive your enemies you know? Dude. and so yeah i think i think i think what you're saying is so important we should meditate on it more and it's important for the witness of the church and i mean two two closing thoughts is one i totally could not agree with you more the anger of god leads to the flourishing of people it does not lead towards destruction in and of itself Mm -hmm. it leads towards you know redemption and forgiveness like you're saying and Mm -hmm. so it's very different than human anger Mm -hmm. and um uh speaking of josh yusuf is going to double shout out in this episode (laughs) but (laughs) yusuf and i uh had the opportunity to interview this well-known muslim evangelist named brother rashid like uh earlier this week and uh, Rashid grew up in Morocco, the son of an imam, um, so the Muslim equivalent of like a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. And um, what led him to be very convinced that Jesus was not just a man mm-hmm. was when he read the Sermon on the Mount for the first time and saw that Jesus said to love your enemies mm-hmm. and pray for those who persecute you. And he just said he had this thought that these are not the words of a man. Hmm. And he, he was a devout Muslim at this time. He said, these are not the words of a man because I know men hmm. and men don't operate like that. Wow. So by turning away from anger and praying for our enemies and even seeking an anger that leads to forgiveness mm-hmm. and righteousness mm-hmm. rather than to self-assertion and mm-hmm. victory, because mm-hmm. that's really what our, yeah. our anger leads towards personal victory. Mm-hmm. But it, to embody Jesus in that way is actually an amazing way to prove to the world that the gospel is not a man-made thing mm-hmm. because it does not yield a man-made emotion. Amen. So, wow. um, man, I'm convicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the anger that we are committed towards in this passage is towards our sin yeah. um, and That's towards right. our own unrighteousness. So, mm-hmm. you know, may we be examining our hearts today and, um, letting our mouth only bring forth um, redemptive words and kindness. So for the kind man, Jeremy Brooks, Jerry himself, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.